0: Now, you're catching up with Peach. Hey, hey, you're back catching up with Peach. And no matter what time you're choosing to catch up, whether it's morning, afternoon, evening, middle of the night. I'm super glad you're here. Just for clarity and continuity's sake, it's about mid-morning on Tuesday that I'm in the studio. And we had Wimbledon that just wrapped up this past weekend. We're looking ahead to, to the U.S. Open in the tennis world. Second half of the baseball season is here. we got some question marks in the NFL. And oh yeah, last but certainly not least, the Women's World Cup starts this week. So the lineup it remains unchanged. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey. And we finish with the misfits. I got a little, got to give a little caveat here around the misfits because I, I got some grief this week from a listener about calling these sports the misfits. And the misfits are soccer, tennis, and golf. And I don't call them that because I don't like them or love them. And it's it's not because I don't think you should care about them. I, I, I do that because they're, seasons, the way they're structured are so very different from the remaining four that get their own category, right? So we've got, you know, golf and tennis are like never-ending seasons, and they have some major tournaments, and when the major tournaments are here, we cover them, but soccer, yes, they have the seasons, but we try and take a little bit of a bigger look at them, and yeah, we had the World Cup last year, we have the Women's World Cup this year, so right now, we got a little bit more emphasis on the Misfits because of the season, But again, they just don't fit into the boxes like the other ones do, all nice and tidy. But do not hear me say that I think they need to fit in boxes. Everybody's got their own place, and I love the place they have. And I digress on a tangent, so we're still going to call them misfits, but that doesn't mean we don't have a whole lot of love for them. Okay, so with that being said, without further ado, here we go. First up in the football world, college football, the SEC is where it's at. If you're not super familiar with the football scene, uh, there's a three day slate for the SEC Media Day. And the only reason I tell you that is just so you know SEC football matters. Okay. In the NFL, I kind of teased, we got some question marks. We've talked about franchise tags before. It's a little bit complicated, but I'll tell you three things kind of coming out of Monday's deadline. There was a deadline on Monday about certain players that needed to sign long-term deals you know there's all these deadlines but I'll tell you these names right now in the NFL world if you pay attention to the NFL if you love someone that pays attention to the NFL Saquon Barkley with the New York Giants Josh Jacobs with the Las Vegas Raiders and Tony Pollard with the Dallas Cowboys three names Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, they're the three that didn't sign long-term deals. And so now there's a lot of question marks. What does their future hold? Are they going to sit out of camps? What does that look like? So again, that may be for those of you who are, you know, really tuned in to what's going on in the NFL, but some names to keep in mind there. Okay, we move on to the basketball world. In the college world of basketball, there's the potential of the NCAA men's tournament expanding March Madness, which if you have been around here, you know that's one of my favorite things ever. Uh, There's the potential that will expand, but no details are set in stone yet. But the women's side in college basketball, they're going to get a tournament similar to the men's NIT. So with college basketball, there's... March Madness, you know, there's the 64 or 68 teams that come, you know, come all the way down, one shining moment, the whole deal, you were here in the spring. But with the, there's a, like a second tier for the men called the NIT, the National Invitational Tournament. There's going to be something very similar for that, for the women that's being created. So that's the headline right now in the college basketball world. For the NBA, men's professional side of things, Steph Curry, who we know as a Golden State Warrior, won the American Century Championship, which was a celebrity golf tournament with an 18-foot eagle, and he also had a hole-in-one. So, I mean... That's that's like his backup sport. He doesn't he doesn't even get paid to— oh, Okay, that's fine. All right. In the WNBA, we had the All-Star Game this past weekend, and we had Team Stewart that won over Team Wilson. But really, the headline coming out of the All-Star Weekend, Sabrina Ionescu with the New York Liberty set a record for the three-point contest. She hit 20 in a row, but she had— 37 out of 40 potential points, and that's a record for not just the WNBA, but the NBA as well. So we're putting her up there in the Steph Curry company as well. So that's that's a name I would keep in mind there for the women's NBA, Sabrina Ionescu with the New York Liberty. All right, the baseball world, we are coming into the second half. I have linked a couple articles if you're curious about some more things there. There's a trade deadline that's August 1st. So it's like, okay, who's going to buy? Who's going to sell to trade or not to trade? That's the question. Also, if you, again, if you are baseball savvy, you care a little bit more about it, I linked an article just kind of previewing this second half. Um, It seems like there's a lot in front of us, but it'll be October baseball season or time of the year before we know it, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays still the Tampa Bay Rays are still up there in the American League, as are the Braves up there in the National League. We've got some fun series this weekend, um, but Shane McClanahan, who's an ace for the Rays, he's back as well as Yandy D as their third baseman. So, you know they're missing a little bit of star power, and they were still hanging in there, and they've got it back. So, we shall see. But uh, also, I think worth mentioning, the New York Yankees are kind of one of the You love them or you hate them. They're they're a polarizing team, for sure. But everybody kind of expects them to do well. They have the legacy, Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, A-Rod, you know, the list goes on. But they lost to the National League worst. So the team in the National League that has the worst record is the Colorado Rockies. And this past weekend, the Yankees lost a series to the Rockies. So I guess their season's just a little rocky at the moment. Patch. Okay, let me stop with the dad jokes. So let's keep going. I don't really have anything to report in the hockey world. So let's go ahead and move on to the misfits. All right, you're gonna have to allow me to camp out here on the misfits for a little bit because like I said in the introduction, a little bit more going on in this world right now than the normal time of year. But man, it's fun. So first up, Soccer. Before I get to the Women's World Cup, let me just say that Mexico won over Panama Monday night to win the Gold Cup. And I mentioned this Monday Minute headlines, but Leo Messi coming to Miami, Inter Miami. David Beckham co-owns the team. They introduced him this past weekend. David Beckham even got a little bit emotional just because this has been a huge process of of trying to grow the sport of soccer or football in the states, and to bring someone like Messi here's incredible, it's, you know, and. If you don't know this, soccer was my sport of choice. That's what I played, so I am a little biased towards it in that way. And you say, well, last week you said you were biased towards baseball. Yes, I'm biased toward them all in some way, shape, or fashion, form. Okay, let's talk Women's World Cup for a second. So it starts this week. This comes out by the time this reaches you Thursday. It's starting today. It's starting Thursday. The women's national team for the U.S., they start on Friday. But let's do a little big picture here. If you were familiar with the men's World Cup last year, some of this will sound familiar to you. But there are 32 teams, and they're put in groups of four. The U.S. women's national team is in a group with Vietnam, the Netherlands, and Portugal. It's a point system. So you get three points for a win, one point for a tie or a draw, and zero points for a loss. So the top two teams point-wise come out of the group, and then we, you know, funnel all the way in. The thing about the women's national team, and when I say women's national team, I'm always referring to the United States. They're looking to three-peat. So they've won the past two. They're looking to win a third. The pressure is really on, and there's a lot of talk about it. And the players are welcoming it. From everything I've seen and read, they're welcoming the pressure. And there are definitely some contenders that are here to play: England, France, Spain, and Canada. If you know if someone asks you who who do you think is going to give the the US the biggest uh, the biggest challenge? England, France, Spain, or Canada? <laughs> so there you go. There is a. There's also. And I, I hinted at this last week. I have linked uh, a couple articles as well about this. If you want to check out uh, just some fun facts about each player's kind of meet the women's national team, if you will, the 23 players that are on the roster, there's an enormous age gap. I, like I said, touched on this last week briefly. Alyssa Thompson is 18. You know, she missed her high school graduation, but she's going to the World Cup. And then you've got Megan Rapino, who's 38 and has announced her retirement. And this is going to be her fourth World Cup. So this is, there's going to be a lot of records you're going to hear about people having their first cap. Cap is just another word for appearance. Their first time, you know, where they may say the senior national team. Well, here in the U.S. we have a lot of youth national teams that will participate and, you know, World Cups, you know, the under 17 or under 20. But this may be their first time with the full senior national team. So Women's World Cup, Hope you're excited. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be following along. And, uh, yeah, make sure you're paying attention to the Instagram content because I'll be covering some more of that for you guys. So that's what we got in soccer. Tennis, like I said in the introduction, Wimbledon concluded this past weekend the men's winner was Carlos Alcaraz. It was his first Wimbledon, and he he upset the seven-time champ. It has been – well, I should say this – Novak Djokovic had not lost at center court at Wimbledon since 2013. Wow. And really Djokovic said Alcaraz, you know, Djokovic, I've talked about this. If you saw my Friday name to know, he's mentioned alongside the likes of Rafa Nadal, Roger Federer, you know, Andy Murray in his prime. But he said Alcaraz is the most complete player that he's ever played against now we had some history made on the women's side of things as well Marketa Vondrasova was unseated she's the first unseated woman to win the Wimbledon championship and she won over Ange Dabour said this on my Monday Minute headlines but in straight sets uh, women play two out of three and so she won the first two no need for a third she jumps to number 10 in the world tennis rankings um Still no real change in the in the top three. Now we look ahead to the U.S. Open, which takes place in New York. That is about a month away, and I'm going to be excited to see what, what happens there, what shakeups happen there. Okay. Lastly, in the golf world, the Open starts today by the time this reaches you, the 20th through the 23rd. Last year's champion was Cameron Smith. And... There's a, there's a couple other favorites to really win. He's one of them, but John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Brooks Kepka. Also, one of the big headlines right now is Rory McIlroy. Um, he just won the Scottish Open, but he hasn't won a major since 2014, which that's crazy to think that was nine years ago now. But that's kind of the, the, the question mark is, can Rory get back to top form? So again, names to keep in mind, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Brooks Kepka, and Rory McIlroy. Okay. That does it for this week. Thank you so much for being here. Hope you're going to be cheering on the USA alongside me come Friday night when they play Vietnam. But I'll look forward to seeing you guys back here next week. Same time, same place. Thanks for catching up with Peach.